Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Thank you for being here. I want to talk to you today. The title of this message is is called Rest for the Soul. Rest for the Soul. And I came across a familiar, familiar passage of Scripture about a month ago. And this is one that I've read uh, many times and really probably have memorized. But um, it's one when I read it, it really just jumped off the page at me and it really got my attention. It it pierced me right in my heart. And I really believe that this verse is a word for us as a people, that this is a word for us to hold on to, a word for us to stand on and believe God for. And this is what it says in Matthew chapter 11. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Matthew chapter 11 verse 28 through 30. I'll be reading the New Living Translation. It says this, Then Jesus said, Come to me. Those are three important words. Come to me. If you're taking notes or you have your Bible, you can underline those words or just jot them on a piece of paper. It says, All you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will, somebody say, I will, I will give you rest. So there's a promise Verse 29, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. So he repeats it twice, you will find rest, but now he adds the word souls. Final verse, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Rest for the soul. How many of you in here are watching online? How many of you at Denham Springs that you love to sleep? Anybody in here? Let me see you. Fantastic. Like not out of necessity, I have to sleep, but man, when you get yourself in bed at night or you have the amazing opportunity to take a nap on a Sunday afternoon, like it is the best. You absolutely love it. Let me see one more time where you at. These are my people. Thank you. Everybody else, y'all need a little work of the Lord in your life. I love to sleep, man. Me, me and my wife, we both, we just enjoy, I enjoy nights. She, she doesn't actually enjoy naps, but we like to sleep. I love to get in the bed. I just love to rest. How many of you in here, you need at least, at least seven hours of sleep a night? Let me see where you at. Praise God. Praise God. And all you other folk, y'all just needing five. Pastor Mike and Pastor Johnny, it's amazing. I'll talk to them and they'll be like, man, I got five hours of sleep last night. I feel so rested. I'm like, if I have five hours of sleep, you better get out of my way. <laughs> I am not in a good place at all. I'll talk to Pastor Mike and be like, yeah, this morning I was up at four o'clock running stadiums at LSU. If I wake up at four o'clock, I get giddy inside because I think I have a little bit more time to sleep. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you've ever set your alarm at like 3 a.m. so you can just wake up and be like, yes, I got three more hours. Anybody? Just me. Fantastic. I love to sleep. I love it. I love good rest. And, and we, we've been noticing, me and my wife, we, we've been getting like back pains at night. And we've been waking up. We're not that old, you know. We wake up and we got like cricks in our neck and our backs are hurting. And we're like, man, I think, I think our mattress isn't good anymore. 
And we've been having a mattress. I'm so thankful for my parents. They gave us their mattress years ago, about 10 years ago. And, um, and they had it. This mattress dates back to the 90s, everybody. Dates back to the 90s. How many of you are you sleeping on a 90s mattress? Anybody? Okay, good, good. Uh, we, we figured out, I mean, we've had this thing for a while. My parents bought it like in 98. And so we've been sleeping on this mattress, and we haven't been sleeping good. We've been going to sleep, but we haven't been resting well. And so we went to this place called Mattress Direct. And there's there's my, oh yeah, we got the Holy Spirit's moving. There are beds everywhere. And, and we go and we're laying on all these beds. It's me and Bethy and this, this guy in the story thought we were crazy. But we're laying on all these beds and we just lay down on them. We're like, oh yes, <laughs> we, we love this one. Let me tell you something, a little newsflash. Beds and mattresses have changed since the 90s, everybody. Completely different. We're laying on them. They're conforming to our body. Some of them, like, sit up. How I many of you have one of those beds that, like, sits up? Oh, man, it's amazing. And we're just like, we're loving them all. And this guy's like, okay, well, you've got to pick one of them. We're like, we just want them all. Just let's have them all. And, and we got one. Come on, praise the Lord, everybody. Got a new mattress. That's something to celebrate. Some of you are like, I'm not clapping. Um, but we got one, and, and we slept in. This week it came in, and I'm telling you, I'm going to bed, and I'm just, I'm, I'm rested. Because it's one thing when you are trying to get rest, but there's unrest in your life. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Like you sleeping, but you're not resting. I love this text in Matthew chapter 11 because Jesus is talking about a divine rest that he's able to give us as his people and in fact, the word that's used there is the word soul. That's the word we get for psyche. I want you to see this on the screen. This is what soul means. Soul means when it's talking about your, your mind, your thoughts. There we go. Your thoughts, your emotions, your desires, your affections. And Jesus says, listen to me. I can give you rest in these areas. Rest in your thoughts. How many of you think that would be a pretty good idea? Rest in your emotions and your feelings and what you're experiencing, your desires, your affections, your loves, your relationships. I can give you rest in these areas, Jesus says. Rest in your soul. And there's an invitation. There is a desire that God is asking us to be a part of. And this is the thing, and everybody in here knows this. We live in a world that is anything but restful. This past week was the halfway point of 2020. Lord have mercy. How many of you ready? Let's just bypass the next six months and get into 2021. Anybody with me on that one? Wow. This has been a year. This has been a year and there's been so much that have happened with, with the virus and the tension in our country and all the stuff going on. And man, I'm telling you, the enemy, anytime when God has something great for you and I, the enemy wants to strip that and keep that from us. But Jesus wants you, and wherever you find yourself today, he wants you and I to experience a rest for our souls. Let me give you a little context here. When Jesus is talking to the original hearers, this is what's taking place, is that these are Jewish individuals who are believers of God, but they are experiencing anything but rest in their soul. They are depleted. They are exhausted, particularly spiritually speaking. Because in Jesus' time, the first century, the Jewish leaders, the, the Pharisees and the scribes, they were teaching all these doctrines in ways to the people 
that brought oppression on them, that brought all these unnecessary rules and regulations and and, and just this religiousness about it, this thought of you've got to do all these things to be in right standing with God. And, and they even thought this because of the Old Testament, they thought if we don't live at this perfection standard, then we'll never be delivered from the Roman Empire who's in power today. So the religious pushed people down and they added burdens to them and they added legalism to them and things like the Sabbath. Terry Olivier was telling me this morning with the Sabbath that that they didn't allow somebody to spit on the ground on the Sabbath day because there might be a seed there and then your saliva could cause watering it that might cause growth. I mean, that's pretty weird and gross. Couldn't do it. Don't you dare spit, you're breaking the Sabbath. There were these rules as it related to purity that were reserved only for the Levites and the priests and they were pushing that on the people and all these people around Jesus and they're all exhausted because this is what inevitably happens. Religion always creates barriers but relationship creates bridges and Jesus says to them, Don't listen to them. Listen to me. And I say to you, come. Come to me. There's an invitation. And I want to give you two points here. And this is the first one. An invitation. The invitation is given to the people. And I love how Jesus is the initiator of the invite. People who know me, who know me well, know that I will invite myself to a party. If I want to go to the party, someone will say, hey, man, we need to have you all over to eat sometime. I'll say, fantastic, Friday works great. I'm serious. Miss Viv, I saw you in here. Miss Viv knows this. If I'm hungry and like there's a bunch going on, I'll, I'll text, Miss Viv, can you bring me some food? I'll invite food for my own self. It's a bad thing. It's terrible. My wife, she gets on to me. She's like, David, we have six people in our family. Stop doing that to people. I'll invite myself to stuff. But I love that Jesus is inviting us to the table. I'm not inviting myself to the table. Jesus is the initiator. He's the one that's saying, hey, I want, listen to me, I want you to come to me. I remember when Bethany was pregnant with Adeline, our third child, and the first trimester, man, it, it's, it was rough. It was rough. It, she, she was not feeling, I got to be careful. She was not feeling well. And, man, guys, I know, like, it's, it's rough on them. How many of you know it can be a little rough on us, too? Anybody? I know it's a brave statement. I'm sorry. But it, it was rough. She, she was, it was just bad. She was not feeling well. She couldn't cook because of that. And so, man, at the time, I was living three doors down from Pastor Ryan Frith in Denham Springs. And I'm telling you, every single week, I showed up at his house (laughs) asking for food in his house. I mean, I made myself so at home, and he didn't invite me. I would just show up. It's me again. I'd just show up, and I would just get in his fridge. I'd take whatever he had. I was inviting myself. And you can always tell when you invite yourself spaces and places that you're not really welcome, you can feel it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You can feel it. But I want you to know this. Jesus was inviting them and he is inviting you to come to him. And this is a powerful thing. We're talking about Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that he wants a relationship with you. And I love, too, 
that in that initiation, Jesus does not say this. He doesn't say, hey, if you want to come to me, then I need you to get X, Y, and Z situated before you come. You got to get all that emotional baggage you're dealing with. You get those things settled in your soul. Then you come to me. No, Jesus says, you come to me broken. You come to me in your mess. You come to me bruised and beat up. You come to me in your sin. You come to me in your depression, your fear, your anxiety. Somebody help me out in here today. You just come to me. He's the initiator of it. I love Revelation chapter 3. That's what it says. It says, look, I stand, speaking of Jesus, at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will share a meal together with you. Jesus is welcoming you to come to him. You say, you don't know how I am right now. You don't know position I'm in. God knows exactly where you are. And he says, I want you just as you are. God does the changing once you get there. He doesn't do the changing before and then says, okay, once you get all changed and fixed up, then you come to me. He does the changing once you come to him. If you're tired and exhausted in your soul today, what are you going to? Who are you going to? And I've made this mistake so many times as a parent. I'm not judging you if you've done this. I'll probably do it in the future. But I'll, I'll get my kids sometimes and they'll be upset about something, like stuff that doesn't really relate to me. They'll be mad. Pitching a fit, and I'll get them in the room. I might discipline. I might talk to them. I say, hey, listen, and maybe you've done this before too. I say, hey, don't you come out of here until all this is right. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all don't know. I'm telling you, you've done this before, or somebody's done this to you. Don't you come out of this room until you, you, you dry up them tears. <laughs> and you understand the sentiment. We're trying to tell them how to handle their emotions and be able to handle things. But, but here's the thing. I will leave the room and the expectation is you don't come out until you are in the right position to come out. I'm telling you what, we serve a God who doesn't do that. We serve a God and thank God for my own self and your own self that says, hey, I'm going to sit with you even in your mess, even in your depression and the things that might not make sense to anybody else. But he says, I am acquainted with all your sorrow and all your affliction according to Isaiah chapter 53. And I will be with you not just on the mountaintop, but in the valley itself. I will not leave you nor forsake you, but you got to come to him. Y'all getting something out of this today? You got to come to him. The invitation is there. You don't have to fix yourself up. You don't have to jump through hoops. If you're battling, listen to me in here. If you're battling with anxiety, take your anxiety to him. If you're battling and depression's a real thing, I'm not in any way minimizing it. Depression and mental illness, all these things, this is severe stuff. Take it to him. Notice Jesus says, bring it to me, come to me. He doesn't say go to a place. Because rest is not found in a place, it's found in a person. Jesus doesn't say, hey, those of you who are weary and heavy laden, you need to go to Jerusalem. You need to go to Mount Sinai. He doesn't say to us today, hey, you weary and heavy laden, you need to go to Hawaii. How many of you would like to try it, though, just see if it helps? <laughs> I think it might help me a little bit. You need to go to the mountains in Colorado or Tennessee. How many like Tennessee? Okay, good. 
You go to Tennessee and you just, you'll find rest for your soul in a place. No, Jesus does not say that because I promise you this, my friend. You can be on a beautiful beach or island with food all around you and everything that you want and your body might be rested, but your soul could be depleted. There's only one person who is the source of rest and the source of peace. It can't be found in money. It can't be found in opportunities. It can't be found in fame. It can't be found in, listen to me, politics. I might know it might make some people mad with that. But only in Jesus will you find rest. Only in him. Even in church. I love church. Come back to church. But if Jesus is not here, There's no rest for your soul. It's only where the king is. And listen to me. This is the God who's all powerful, who's mighty, who has all authority. But listen in verse 29, if you remember how he describes his own heart. The only verse in the gospels that describes the heart of Jesus is found in verse 29 of this chapter. And Jesus says, for I am gentle and humble at heart. How can that be? How can this God who is so great and mighty and created everything by speaking a word and he describes his heart as gentle and humble. What is he saying? He's saying, I am accessible. You can access the rest, the strength, the power that you need. And I know there's some people in here, if you're honest, you are undone and you are exhausted. Other people might not even have a clue where you are, but you know where you are. And I've just come here today to tell you I've been there before and I'll probably be there again in the future, but I know that I know that I know when I take my problems, my issues, my insecurities, my pain, my sickness, whatever, and I go and receive the invitation to go to the person of Jesus, I know there is rest for my soul there. Can somebody give Jesus a hand clap of praise in here today? It's true. What's this look like? The invitation is not a one and done. I came to you once, God. I got rest for a little while. I'm telling you, you've got to come to him daily. You have problems daily? Anybody in here? How many have problems about every hour, moment to moment? If you're married in here, you got some problems. I don't at all. Just clear things up. (laughs) You have problems in your life. You don't go to Jesus once a month, once a week. Man, you stay in the posture. Jesus, here I am again. God, I I know I was talking to you five minutes ago, but that thing jumped back on me and it's in my mind and your word says that you will give me rest in my soul. My mind's messed up right now, God. Man, my emotions are messed up right now, God. I know what I'm feeling is a reality of where I am, but it's not where you've called me to be. Jesus, I'm back again. And just get a word and just a practice of saying this, Jesus, I need your rest. And listen to me. Don't be deceived by the enemy. When you're exhausted, you're vulnerable. Jesus was tempted after he fasted. Not before, after. 
When you're exhausted, you're vulnerable, and the enemy will try to take you to spaces and places that are empty wells that cannot satisfy your rest. Things that you think, well, if I can get this, if I can have this. I'm telling you, a house will not give you rest. A nice house will not give you rest. A fancy car will not give you rest. Listen to me. Just going through bottles of alcohol will not give you rest. Gossip will not give you rest. Slander, hate, malice, discord, arguments, conflict will not give you rest. It's only found in the person of Jesus. And Jesus says, will you, will you come to me? But God, I've got so much. I mean, you know, he's a strong God. He can carry anything that you have. Any problem that you have is not greater than him. I love Psalm 23, verse 1 and 3 says this, the Lord is my shepherd. Come on, somebody needs to hear that. The Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is David Ray's shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Watch this. He restores, help me out, my soul. He's able to restore the soul. The second point is this, is there's an invitation, then there is the exchange. I love this, the exchange. Jesus says to them, Take my yoke upon you. Jesus is saying, don't carry the yoke and the weight over the religious that they're placing on you. The expectations of people will crush you. Some of you need to hear this. Your own expectations will crush you. Some of you live in such a way where you're always, you never feel enough. I can never do enough. I can never be enough. I'm always disappointing myself. You will be crushed by the expectations and burdens that you place on yourself or if you allow other people to place them on you. Jesus gives this picture of of a yoke, and we have a picture here for this picture so that you can see what I'm talking about because we're not not up on our our yoke doctrine and and oxology here with oxen. But here, here are ox, okay? And what they would do, I just said it funny. Uh, what they would do is they'd put this yoke, this, this wooden frame on two ox. And, and the, the point was that they brought these ox together to maximize the work and the power that they're able to do in the field. And, and listen, this is what the farmer would do. The farmer would generally take an older, stronger, more mature ox. This is a strong ox. And he would put a weaker, younger ox, and they would yoke them together, okay? So you got the picture. You can take it down. You got the picture. And Jesus is saying, listen, you've had these yokes put on you by the religious, and you're trying to carry it in yourself. You're trying to hold up these burdens and these weights that you were never made nor intended to carry. Then he says something interesting. He says, take my yoke upon you. What does this mean? This means that Jesus comes and he stands with you. That his yoke is on you. And you say, man, what's the big deal about that? How do you know he's the strong ox in this scenario? How do you know we're the weak ox in this scenario? I know some of you, man, I don't know, I'm strong. You're not that strong. Because you might be strong, but you carry a weight long enough, it'll start to bring you to your knees. You, you hold on to things long enough, 
It'll start to break you down and you'll not have any rest in your soul at all. You say, no, man, I've been dealing with this. I've been carrying this. My willpower is strong. It's not strong enough. And Jesus says this, man. He says, you take that off. You give it to me. What does 1 Peter say? Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares to you. Another translation says cast. It means hurl, to throw at. Where are you throwing at? Just to abyss? No, you're throwing at the feet of Jesus. Because you just throw it anywhere, it'll come back. You give it to him. Lord, I'm giving you my finances. Come on, somebody. I'm giving you my fear. God, I'm giving you this unrest that I have about my child who's not saved right now. God, I'm giving you this unrest not knowing what the rest of 2020 is going to look like. Man, we made it through the first half of the tribulation. Are we going to make it through the rest? God, I'm giving it to you. And then Jesus says, I'm coming alongside of you. He said, what does this mean? It means what I can't carry, he can. Where I'm weak, he's strong. Where I'm not enough, he is in abundance. When I lack, he has the gain. I'm telling you, my friend, there can be rest for your soul, not because your willpower is strong enough, not because you're smart enough, not because you have enough, because he is enough. And if we will be humble enough to say, Jesus, I need you. I know I've been knocking a lot and coming to you a lot, but I'm back again, God, and I need your power. I need your grace. I need your rest. I need your peace. I need your joy. I need your satisfaction. I promise you this. He will always supply. I'm preaching loud. Just in case you couldn't hear me. He will always supply. I'll close with this. I've I've always been amazed by people who can go to sleep like when when it's just chaos around. Like some of y'all do that in church, and I'm preaching loud. You're still sleeping. It's out. I just preach louder. Maybe I'll wake you up. I'm always amazed. Like, there's a party, there's music, kids everywhere, banging on pots and pans or whatever it is. You look over and there's somebody just out. I'm always like, man, how do they do that? Go to a movie. I can't go to sleep in a movie. Loud movie, like action movie, loud. Just out, out. I'm amazed by people who do that. Earl Rents, he's, he's been working here for a long time. He's been here since like the beginning of time of HBC, not the beginning of time, time. But he's been here a long time. I'm telling you, we, can, we, we have four kids. He has eight grandkids. We can all be over his house, and it is anything but quiet. And Earl can be on that couch just boom, out, out. Open mouth, out. <laughs> just to paint the picture for you. Out. I'm always amazed by that. How, how do you do it? I have to have the conditions perfect to have good rest. I got to have, it's got to be dark in the room. I, I got to be under the covers. There's got to be no noise, or I have my noisemaker. It's got to be perfect conditions. Let me tell you what. When it comes to rest for your soul, the Bible does not say that your conditions have to be perfect. It doesn't say, man, your, your health has to be perfect. Your finances have to be perfect. Your family has to be perfect. Your job scenario has to be perfect. And God can do a work in all those things. Can I have an amen? The Bible says that he who is in you is greater than everything that's taken place in the world. And there might be crisis, there might be chaos, there might be disaster all around, but I'm telling you what, saints, there can be peace in your soul. Though the storms rage all around me, my soul is at rest. Can everybody clap your hands to Jesus in here if you receive that today? 
Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.